Live. Live. This is the Vision View Sports Show. We are live on BBSR.live and Vision View TV with Cesar Mabena, DK Chabalala, Chloe Grace, and Tanaka Mundwa. Vision View Sports Show with myself, DK Lady Chabalala, with my partner in crime. I can call you that, right? You can, yeah. Yeah, because Cesar and Chloe are not consistent. And you and me have been doing back to back now, right? Yeah, Just yeah, the two yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may as well put our name on the show. <laughs> it's the DK and Tanaka show from now on. Exactly. Welcome back to that show. <laughs> I feel you. How are you doing? I'm good. Mm. I'm in a particularly good mood today. Mm. I had a wedding this past weekend. I saw. Um, thank you. Did mm. you see me? Oh, yeah. I, I posted on Instagram. Yeah, mm. I'm on Instagram again. Uh, oh. <laughs> posting pictures. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was absolute thrill. Okay. So this is the reason I don't post pictures on Instagram. Why? Is because now that one outfit you saw me wearing, mm. I can't replicate it the next thing. You get you, me? You actually can, but not now. But that's the thing. So, so when I got the invitations to this wedding, yeah. I wanted to wear what I wore to your wedding, all right? Oh, but I also I ran with those photos. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be known as the guy who has like one wedding outfit. No, but you actually can. Only after a while, and that was like two years ago. It was, yeah. You actually can. It was. It, yeah. I've also come up a bit in weight since then. So and it plus it's like the outfit that you wore at my wedding was very plain. Yeah. You know, you know, like a lot of colors would be like, hey, uh, you've this, seen you've this seen, one. You yeah. know, but because it was just navy I and clean you. and should have done I'm under a lot of pressure right now because... Um, after this wedding concluded, uh, I have a friend of mine's Lobola this coming Sunday. Mm. And then in March, I just received a save the date for another friend's wedding in March in Limpopo. How's the pressure coming on, uh, cooking. on your side? Look, absolutely cooking. I'm simmering in it. So I was the only person at the table this past weekend. And it was two days, by the way, because uh. we started at her house on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. And then his house on Sunday. Uh. Only person at the table I was with amongst my friends mm-hmm. without a date. You get me? I was about to ask, didn't you tag someone? I, I didn't realize how important your it was. Your date was to... unavailable. No, I just I just thought, well, whatever, you know? No, you didn't bring, like I, your date was working. But I should have probably, <laughs> I see where you're going with this, but uh, I'm not going to bite. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> okay. I should have had someone there. Yeah, I should have I now knowing you. what I know. I definitely can't go to March thirty for or March whenever that one is uh, alone. It just I can't do that again. Okay. It was it was it got very awkward, and not because my friends made it awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been the single friend in and out of that space for a long time, so it's fine. But just because like when we were now taking pictures, mm-hmm. I was glaringly mm-hmm. this dude alone in my very outlandish red and mm-hmm. multicolored. Joseph S. garment that I was wearing, mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of like, you know, you know, the men have a little Mitch pocket Mitch. square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very awkward, but um, yeah, good time at the wedding. Your date will be available yeah, for the next so. two weddings. I don't know. Really? Is it that? What's what's happening? What major? Tides. What major tournament is in March? <laughs> the schedule tight. I don't know. We'll see what happens in March. <laughs> we'll see what's happening in March. Um, but yeah, good weekend. What about you? What did I get up to, guys? I actually forget, eh? What boxes. did I get up to? Boxes oh, um, I actually had um, some nice dinner. I went to Houghton Hotel. It was oh. the first time. Houghton Hotel? Yeah. You're super expensive. I can Jeez. imagine. I don't like expensive mm. food, DK. It uh, never really works. Exactly. It's but I didn't look at the menu. Like, uh, it's so over... I had salmon, right? Yeah. For 400 rand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, but like and the to, place confirmed that portion was like 150 grams or something. It was a decent portion, really? but it's just not for 400 rand, okay. maybe 200, yes. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the experience. It was actually gorgeous. When was that? That was on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, when Bafana Bafana was playing because I had to rush home. And then, um, yeah, actually, yeah, that was the only interesting thing I did, but it was chilled. So I ate expensive food with the, with the passion, <sighs> you know? 
I've, I've never felt okay. satisfied in those places. I'm not okay. And it's always just like, they'll write a bunch of things about it, use words that you don't understand, like sauteed. Um, like, and, 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 and I should have known because the person who suggested this, and every time I go out with her, she's an advocate. Mm. We've never, Tanaka, been to a cheap restaurant. We've never. But I like the fact that she'll take me to places that I've never, never been, been, like to. new places. Uh, but I should know that when I go out with this person, I, I must have money. Yeah. But, but also she misunderstands her checks are consistent, you get me? Yeah, yeah. And she, because she always pays, you know. Oh, I, she always pays? Yeah. So oh, what's to, the problem then? No, no, no. I wasn't ready to pay for two. Oh, oh this time. <laughs> this it time. came back around. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. In a bit way, man. Terrible. <laughs> I didn't know. Good thing you got that, though. Didn't know. Good thing you got that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, last week, um, I got a call from DK. Was it on Friday? Did you call me or did you, did you see me on Friday? You when? didn't. We spoke on the phone last Friday, and DK made me aware that herself, Chloe, and Cizwe had all bet money. Oh, you're getting old. Yes. Or was it on the show? Yes, you were live like this. It was on the show. Partners. I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm just letting people know again, just in case they, I don't know where the ten bet money came mm-hmm. from. So they bet and won buckets of money mm. betting on Bafana Bafana to beat Morocco. Mm. Oh goodness, that's the Morocco game. I'm yeah. Just, goodness. Anyway, uh, let's start with the Arsenal stuff just to get that out the way because I'm not really. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we that. can have like a two-minute conversation. Disgusted, disgusting performance um, from my beloved, our beloved Reds. Perplexed, yeah, to was, say the least. It was bonkers, that game. And usually like Arsenal, ga- Arsenal-Liverpool games are good. Mm. Uh, this one was just a bit weird. Liverpool never really came, showed up. No. Arsenal were good. Oh, well. Yeah, they were. Give you credit, Arsenal guys, you were really good versus Liverpool. Mm. The, the celebrations at the end were a bit much. It was a bit <laughs> over the top. Again, Arsenal, Arsenal major... In winning battles, never wars. Mm. Do you get me? Mm. Like they've done this all the last mm. season as well, where they're winning games towards mm. like, oh, and, was, uh, and players jumping into fans, yeah. and then the war ultimately was lost. Mm. And I feel like they they're kind of leaning towards. And don't get me wrong, impressive win. Mm. Um, you guys were the better team, well deserved. But the celebrations were a bit much. It was like, oh, relax. I completely understand why. I mean, Liverpool have been doing so well. They moved up to, what, second on yeah, the log. Um, so I, I, I completely understand yeah. why. And especially with that kind of performance, you'd celebrate like that. Um, completely understand why. Oh, Klopp God, was, was taking defeated. pictures. With the, where did he even get a camera that size? <laughs> I've never seen a player somehow swindle his way into like, a full camera to take... I was so... Look... Now, okay, go on, DK. You, you were saying no, no, I was nearly done because yeah. I was just talking about the celebrations on both sides and how Klopp was. You know when he was laughing. You know when you know that actually, like now they're thrashing us. Mm. Like they, we are becoming a joke. I'll, that's exactly how I felt. But I completely understand. Look, I, I still think the game wasn't there for a draw. Then obviously that Ellison Beckham, or even a win for Liverpool. Mm. Um, because you take it into like seventy-five minutes at one-one, Arsenal starts to get tense make a bad decision, you give yourself mm. a chance. Um, but the, that Alison Becker, Van Dyke miscommunicated, that mm. moment there put the nail in the coffin. Mm. And, and I don't know what on earth, I'm still trying to compute and understand what happened. Um, it looked like a simple um, footballing moment, right? Mm. Van Dyke shielded Martinelli, Alison cleared the ball, but instead he jumps over the ball. It's just weird. Um, but having said that though, I was kind of trying to figure out who this win is better for. Now, great win for Arsenal, mm-hmm. who are now two points off Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Could have potentially gone eight behind, and then you think it's done. But more so, I think that result was for Manchester City. 
Um, mm, I think they're mm. the biggest winners this weekend, which is why I thought the, the celebrations were a bit over the top, like City are 15 points away <laughs> from everybody else. And also they have games in hand, yeah, right? City, um, I think it's one it's so because if, they play so, tonight. Yeah, if they move level, then they can actually go back no, to the No, we were far... Oh, no, we? Tanak, if they win um, and we level hit, with the one? same number of games, they'll they'll go back to number one and they'll be ahead with like one point. I'll be honest with you, I don't really, I haven't looked at the log in quite some time. No, I also, had no, to. After, they, after that defeat. They are five points behind. So if they win, oh, they have two games in hand. I yes. lie. Oh, Lord have mercy. So mm. yeah, I think Manchester City have put themselves, well, without having played the game, but mm. this puts Manchester City in pole position. As we had suspected, um, Haaland is coming back, Kevin De Bruyne is coming back, mm-hmm. and Manchester City have always traditionally gone on this February to end yeah. of season run where they yeah. lose no game. doesn't phase them. So I, I think this result does well for Manchester City, but I still think and I hope Liverpool and Arsenal are able to really give them a run. <clears throat> I'd hate to see them run away with it in like March um, or whatever. You so. wanted to go like right down to yeah, the wire. It, it would be interesting though, and but I, it, it, but Liverpool must win it. Yeah, of end. course. I want Liverpool to win the league, mm. of course. Um, but I just, I, I'm, I, it's, it's ominous because this Liverpool team, for me, up until recently, firstly, there was a Salah factor going to the AFCON. Mm-hmm. Like, how much would it hurt the Liverpool team that he was out? We never saw it hurt them as much as we thought. Unfortunately, he's injured now. Um, then there was also this idea that, like, when Liverpool won the league in 1920, they were, like, the best side, right? And even when they missed out by, like, a point or two mm-hmm. in subsequent seasons and, and even um, before that, they were still, like, playing a mm-hmm. tremendous brand. Of, yeah, this Liverpool were. team, for me, with the eye test, have never really been, like, the best playing team. The they get the results, this current team, and the way they've played this season. Mm. What they've managed to do well is get results, which is what matters. Mm. But they, I've always been kind of reluctant to say we're in for the title because it always it feels like it, it could come apart at any moment. Like this performance is there, the one that we had against Arsenal. Um, and in other games they've done that, but rescued it with individual brilliance or whatever mm. towards the end. So for that reason, I've always been skeptical about saying title challenge, but I really thought after Klopp made the announcement, it's on now because... Now there's incentive to win something. You have to let this guy leave with a package, right? He, can't. he has to leave with something, something yeah. significant. Yeah, that's true. So I thought after Klopp said that, I really started thinking, and they weren't terrible in the time Salah was away. I thought, okay, maybe now, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I still think it's cities to lose, but we have a good chance. I, you know, it's, it's all about results. And I think we've had this conversation. We had the conversation when it comes to Bafana Bafana. Um, you, you just want them to play... This brilliant football, but yet they're bringing in the results, right? Yeah. This actually reminds me of Kaiser Chiefs. can't remember which season it was, but um, they fell short at the end. I think it was the on the last day of um, yeah, the season. Yeah, but they weren't that great that no. season. But even when they were bad, you know, they'd walk away with a point, yeah, which was the most important thing, you right. know. Even their wins were so pathetic, you know, right. even how they collected those maximum points. But at the end of the day, you know, they just couldn't win the league, but, I mean, they finished second. So, I mean, you have to choose your battles here. You do. do you want results or do you want the full package? Yeah. At times, you're not going to get all of that. That's true. At this point, and I think at this point of the, the season, it's it's about results. Mm. Nothing else matters mm. at this stage. Like maybe initially... We're halfway through it. Yeah, we're halfway through it. Yeah. I was like, get it. Mm. Um, and I remember even when Chiefs clawed their way to a, a CAF Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone didn't Chiefs believe. Chiefs had really strange <laughs> moments. Chiefs, Chiefs, those two seasons, felt like, it felt like when Evidence Mahop was called that goal... <laughs> 
against Morocco when and he, he really, kind of when he really is yeah, not the best person he, right he now he looked around like that go in and there was like awkward air around the stadium and right? even the celebrations were a bit like we're not certain this has really happened that's exactly how it I is think that's spot the, on in living translation spot that's exactly on. what Chiefs spot on losing on the last day and also getting to a Champions League final felt mm. like um, okay so AFCON Hmm. Uh, first and foremost, she's Ron. What is it, Rowan Williams? R- Rowan. Rowan, what a performance! The last time it was Aaron, uh, yeah. but now it's Rowan. Rowan. Yeah. He said that twice. He said Rowan twice. Yeah, and uh, that guy kept saying Ron Williams. Uh-uh. And my sister was Rowan. on her. Si- and I'll tell you, I can't take my sister seriously, and I'll never watch football. But also, she's not a sports person, so I'll forgive her. Mm-hmm. So I show her the video. I'm finished. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, but why this? Why is there an end there? Hey, eh? why is Ron like? Rowan is fine. I'm like, why am I even listening to this chick? This chick during the game said, yo, yo, yo. Yes. I said. With her chest out. The thing is, it's it's okay for her because she really is not. You know, she's forced to watch sport because at home, like TV, there's always cricket, football. And she doesn't like sports. So obviously these names she'll hear. Not that she knows what's going on. But it was just a mess. But yeah. And I... And I know because I've had those experiences as well with my mother. Um, <laughs> okay, let's speak about. Um, firstly, I was wrong with my predictions. Okay. Or what? Yeah, the teams that I'd liked mm-hmm. to progress through to the semifinals. Um, Nigeria, not the happiest that Nigeria made it through, but happy for the competition of the FCON, right? Mm, but yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous. And then um, Congo, I did say Congo will go through, so I'm happy with that. Jeez, man, I had asked someone to do the dirty work mm-hmm. of eliminating the hosts, and Mali failed. Mali, not the guys. Mali failed, so Cote d'Ivoire through, and now shucks, the hosts are still, you know, fighting for this title. And then it's Bafana Bafana. You got them all right. I did, yeah. And and I'll tell you what, though, my, my getting it right was less so like a um this team will win this. Team. It was more so on like the feelings of the emotions of the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I only picked Cote d'Ivoire not because I I thought they would absolutely blow away Mali, but because I believed in the crowd and the fact that mm. that mm. game they had won before mm. um, the Senegal was a big turning point in terms of even their confidence mm. and you could see it when uh, it looked like late on into the game it was all was lost mm. they never kind of dropped their heads uh, that idea that we can still get a result and to score in 90 plus and 120 plus to win the game um, for me speaks to that and then with the other game DR Congo and I'll be honest with the Congo Guinea game I had nothing to go on just I just assumed Congo bigger footballing mm. nation in terms of its size <laughs> and that's why I went with them uh, Bafana completely emotional and I want to see Nigeria get through because when this tournament started I said I went with Morocco and Senegal mm. um, to to win the thing I actually thought that would be the final mm. um, and then when they eliminate well not eliminated at the start I also I watched Nigeria play that first game and I said I think Nigeria have a big chance as well so those are the three teams I picked on the outset to win the whole thing um, and I still believe even going to final v South Africa, Nigeria, for me, are still the team, looking at the pool of teams that remain now, are still the favorite team to win this whole thing now. Yeah, this semifinal should have been the final. <clears throat> True. Um, yeah, it just sucks that we we playing against Nigeria in yeah. the semis, but it would have been a great final. Um, but uh, I think let's talk about, did you watch the Nigeria game? I, I didn't. Ango- Nigeria and thing, Angola. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched yeah. it in parts. Um, look, in Nigeria have done this well. They've done well defensively, mm. conceded one goal. I'm not sure. I think that's second, uh, first, uh, only ahead of South Africa in terms of their defensive record. 
across the whole tournament of the teams that remain. So they've done well defensively, um, and they keep giving themselves opportunities. I mean, with the players they have mm. offensively, they will always make chances. Mm. Um, and then Lookman has been showing some individual mm. brilliance as well. We are still and waiting. He scored, for, right? Yeah, we're still waiting for Victor Oshiman to really, you know, despite him getting himself about and being to energetic, to, to really put himself into the goals. Um, and I, it's it's one of those games where they just had to be good at what they've been good at. And they were the Angola. And that's why the South Africa game is quite interesting because South Africa also have been good at what they've been good at. Mm. Now, if we can just transition there quickly. Mm. Firstly, respect to Cape Verde. Mm. Because how have Cape Verde managed to do this? And I and I, I hope someone can give me an answer. To be nowhere internationally. And I actually asked, does Cape Verde have a team competing in CAF across any CAF mm. competition? Mm. Be it confederations or otherwise. I I'm not certain. I don't think so. But to have almost a non-existent league, no team, to my knowledge, competing in those competitions and still be as good as they were, mm. to be the best playing side on the day. Mm. For me, it was like, wow, kudos to these guys, man. Mm. They've come leaps and bounds. Remember when uh, that AFCON happened, the, the last one, and they were like the surprise package, and, and now they like look like they deserve to be there. Yeah, like you, yeah we're not going, Yeah, we're not going to the next AFCON thinking, geez, Cape Verde. Oh, yeah. There's this feeling that, oh, Cape Verde have now positioned themselves as one of them hard-to-beat sides in the continent, yeah. which I think is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and, and, and I completely agree with you. I think it was written in the stars for SA to go through, judging by what was happening on the field of play, how they were missing those balls was just, I don't know, it's, it's, you can't explain it. It really was not meant to be, especially because these guys have been so good, have been so precise, you know, but it's just against Bafana Bafana, it just wasn't working, you know, it, it, was, it just wasn't coming together. But yeah, they really did come at us hard. Um, uh, we also had a couple of opportunities mm. that we fumbled, but to be honest, and I was nervous. I was like, we're not ready for, for, for extra time. No, I didn't. I didn't. But do you know that Cape Verde has never played um, in a competition? They've never played extra time and penalties. And it showed. Yeah. Uh, by the way, not, not to take anything from who we'll discuss, I'm sure, Williams, Mr. Williams. Um, but there's this thing called football heritage that we always discuss. <clears throat> the idea that like, you are the sum total of your what you've always been, mm. you know? Like when a team's been winning for a long time, that will always be there. Mm. And they can show it in big moments mm. when they need to. Um, which is partly why the Morocco game, and we spoke about it a little bit, the result made sense in the aftermath when you really looked at the numbers mm. of how dismal they've been in the AFCON rally. Mm. Um, and I think Cape Verde, it showed. I mean, once they took it into extra time, you, you got the sense of got to penalties. And I mean... Obviously, who expected Ron Williams to do what he oh, did? Oh. But I still believe that even outside of that, they would have, you know, but she's Ronwin, my goodness. But I think a lot of the football players actually expected that from Ronwin because he's a specialist. Yeah, not four. I see, yeah, one or two, Aspen. four. Jeez. Because, you know, I missed the penalties. <laughs> I, so I watched till 1-0 something. Yeah. Like 1-0 whatever. I missed the second half of... Uh, 105. Um, overtime, <laughs> yeah. And then I... Well, woke up in the morning. No, I fell asleep. I went, nah, yeah. Woke up and I saw the penalties <laughs> on my app. I put my my app up. It's written two one. I'm like, oh, I've never seen a a football game result as a penalty score. Like a two one is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard of Ronwin's brilliance, and mm. I went to watch the the penalty shootouts, and I was like, oh my goodness. Brilliant, right? I mean, if you talk about writing your name in sure. in stone Ooh. in terms of legacy, Ooh. 
should Bafana go the way to win this African Cup of Nations, that performance yeah. will be the standout performance it of the will, tournament. Definitely. Like they had the Namibia game, evidence scored, yeah, mm. the, the free kick, no, no, but that performance, mm. that's generational. Mm. Someone said Ronan's gone, but then I I figured his age is yeah, 32. He's, not right now, he's yeah. 32, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not happening. Mean, but Ron I also is, think he's content, is, though. Yeah. Yeah. I've spoken to Ranwin uh, before, multiple times on the phone. This back when he was a super sport. I'm not sure if he'll answer now. Um, and back then, he, he always got the sense that he was comfortable being here in mm. South Africa. And I even asked him, like, bro, do you ever have aspirations of going abroad? He's like, bro, I'm, if it opens up, uh, I'll take it. But if it's, I'm really comfortable playing in South Africa. And then, of course, this was before he got the move to Sundowns. And at that point, it was even his position that he would never leave super sport. Mm. I don't know if you know that Ranwin and Supersport have a long relationship. He was in their academy mm. structures. At some point, around the passing of a family member, I don't want to lie and say who, they really took care of him and took care of, um, I think, the burial as well and were really supportive. So he's had a whole history of Supersport and he was like, oh, I'm really even comfortable to stay at Supersport mm. and finish here. Yeah, but obviously Sundowns came with, I'm assuming, a lot more zeros. I think when I had the conversation with him recently, oh. last year. In the yellow? <laughs> Um, both him and Percy, actually, when uh, they were announcing the partnership with 10 Beds. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, um, very grounded individuals, both of them. Um, but because we're speaking about Ronwin Williams, um, you know, he looks like a kid. Well, back then, because we, we've always not labeled him, but he's always been the youngest player and getting all those awards. Yeah. But um He's actually grown so much, you know, even with that conversation, he was actually so mature and you could tell that, you know, it's, they've made peace that the country, they're not the favorites, right? At the moment, um, you know, they need to work so hard in order for them to, you know, win the hearts of South Africans back. But she just, he just wasn't phased. He, he, he was just so focused on the main objective, which was... Uh, Obviously, for the rest of the team, is just doing well. Um, obviously, qualifying for the AFCON, they had already did that. But it was just all about putting in the work. And, and it actually just shows, like, you could tell how focused that boy is. Really, really focused and unfazed. I mean, you looked at his face, at his facial expressions. Even when he was done saving that first penalty, ah, bruh, like, it was just like, ah, it's far from over. Even after saving the second one, even after saving the third one, you know, goalkeepers would be arrogant and stuff and start, you know. But but he wasn't. Very good penalties, by the way. You yeah. may you may look at those the stats and think, oh, they were just terrible penalties. Those were good penalties. On another day, a different keeper, maybe even Ronwin on another day, <laughs> four of those go in. You know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't like he was catching stuff that was there to be caught. Some of them were really good off the four, really good penalties. Um, but I think the, the real standout moment for me was the save he made just before the extra time of 90 was up. This is mm, the way mm. they got the ball Ooh. on the cross. Ooh. Yeah. You forgive me for the names, putting a, a terrific cross around the defense. Yeah. And it was top corner and he just got a mm-hmm. finger to hit the ball and came mm-hmm. back out. That was the moment. Mm-hmm. That that moment there, because then you're thinking South Africa 1-0 down with very little time on the clock. Mm. Uh, and we know how it goes when teams get desperate. Now everyone's forward, counter-attacks are open. Um, and, and, and Cape Verde are very quick on the counter as well. So that say for me was already like, oh goodness, mm. Ronwin Williams. <laughs> They only register that we have something. Yeah, yeah, no. We may have some gold, yeah. I've always thought highly of him as a keeper. But, okay, when we spoke about Bafana after, I think, their first loss, and the whole world was very reactionary, including Robert Marawa, 
who kind of alluded to the fact that her Renault should be in that position, not Hugo Brosnan. Mm. Pretty sure there's egg on his face now. What is he saying? Very quiet. Have we seen some of the elements in this Bafana performance that we kind of thought were missing in that first loss to Mali? Remember, we kind of spoke about leadership on the pitch mm. and certain defense. Yeah, they've worked aspects. on the defense. Yeah, though. they've really. I mean, since then they haven't conceded. Mm. Mm. Um, they really have worked in that defense, and um, I, I look. It, it, Bafana and how they're playing is quite interesting because I didn't expect them to do it this way. Mm. <clears throat> they have been, for large parts, defensively. Defensive-minded first. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Percy Tower has hardly had a kick mm-hmm. in the past two games. And maybe the last game you could really say he did in Namibia. Mm. Right? So it was the last Mali where you missed a penalty. And then they had, most of them had the standout game being in Namibia. Mm. And since then, the we, we haven't seen quiet. Percy. Yeah. We haven't seen Timbers yeah, one. Mm-hmm. In the, in, I mean, and I mean in the ways that we, we would have thought. Them, yeah. you know, And the ways we know them to be. Defensively very sound. And they've, you've seen them do a lot of work going back but not in the ways that we've expected. And that, for me, has been the surprise about this Pafana performance, is that I thought if Pafana was to get any glory, they would be, you know, the best playing side. Mm. Um, the better playing side. But they've done it without having to do that. Against even Cape Verde, who I thought for sure they would dominate. Yeah. Morocco makes sense why you have to sit back, right? Respect them as the number one ranked team. Mm. But against Cape Verde, I really expected Bafana to dominate that game, possession and otherwise. Mm. With Tebo Homukwene in the midfield mm. and other players and they're pulling the strings. But it just, I guess, they found us a, a formula. And and I think that's what I like about this Bafana Bafana team. Although it's not really something we can brag about, but their inconsistency is what makes other teams so nervous because you can plan for your Percy, for your Tembazwane and look at our defense and be like, oh, you know, that's where they're weak at. And then Yomvala all of a sudden is now, you know, showing up. And ever since, you know, he's been showing up till today. Um, and then yours Pelele um, who didn't show up in the previous games at times is actually handling the middle of the park really, really well. Um, I think Tebo Homogwena has been consistent, um, but also with our wings, your your Morena, um, we also have the likes of Zakele Lepasa, you know, the Mayambelas, uh, Mayambela also. But it's just like you never know what to expect. Just when you think, let's shut down this person, you know, let's just uh, nullify their efforts. And then someone else just mm-hmm. shows up, evidence, Mahopa. You know, even when he scored that goal, I but yeah, I, even in that game, he was evidence, Mahopa. <laughs> you always give me one of those, won't you? Look, I still don't rate him too highly. I'll, I'll say that to whoever wants to listen to me. But I guess it worked in that one game v Morocco. There's clearly something that he brings because for some reason it always works because he's always there. And he front. doesn't come out, yeah. No. You can see you can see what Hugo's going for, like, but I still think it's kind of off, to be honest. And it's going to be very interesting how they play Nigeria, as I said. Mm. Nigeria defensively very mm. solid. I think the midfield there is there to be won by South Africa. I just think they have the better midfield mm. size running power and otherwise mm. I'll be very surprised if we get overrun in the midfield so um, defensively you reckon that Nigeria is stronger than us yeah I think Nigeria edge it defensively okay. because Nigeria is almost shut out sometimes like it's like nothing at all mm. whereas South Africa have rolled their luck in mm. defense and given teams big opportunities but mm. Ronan Williams stepped up or uh, these guys just failing to put their heads down and convert so I think defensively, I think Nigeria, will, but I think the midfield there, that's the key battle for me. Because offensively, we know, I mean, on paper alone, Nigeria, mm. Victor Oshman, mm. Lukman, et cetera, they've got some names in that you're like, oh, okay. Mm. These are, these are some, mm. And clearly South Africa don't care at all that they're international players, but I mean on paper. 
Um, so I think, yeah, if, if it all comes down to it, the midfield will be the key battle. Should South Africa win that, they give themselves a chance. Um, and also just be good in, in the areas that they need to be good in. It's going to be quite interesting one. Okay? I don't know if the 120 minutes plus penalties... They're we'll not going to survive Africa. that against Yeah, because it's <laughs> hot there. That's what we thought against Morocco, right? But it's hot there. And they've just played one to... And now, obviously, there's a lot of recovery time. Because mm. they play on Wednesday, right? They're playing on Wednesday at 7, so at 5. At 5. This is their second 5 p.m. game. And they went 120. Um, will they be a little leggy? Will it show itself? I mean, these are professionals. I trust them. But will that play a part in any way, shape, or form if this game is to so, go deep? I don't think so, I think we are fit enough. <clears throat> we are used to penalties. We are used to extra time. I'm not worried about that. But it's just that, obviously, taking on Nigeria for 120 minutes is a bit risky. The last time they played Nigeria in a semi-final at AFCON, Nigeria won 2-0. Hmm. Uh, if, if anyone has a story and cares at all about what the history books say, so... It's a game where I guess history doesn't favor Bafana Bafana. But let me tell you about history that might favor Bafana Bafana. So the Springboks won in 1995. Mm-hmm. And then 1996, yeah. Bafana Bafana yeah. won, right? So Springbok won again now in 2023. It's their chance. I guess. It's written in the stars. I guess. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I'm trying to think what other, the 2007? When was the Afghan after 2007? I forget about all those years. Okay, fair enough. We'll forget about it. Uh, Did you buy... Were you one of the people who bought the white kit? The Lecoq white? No. It sold out, apparently. Nationwide. Also, Lecoq looked like they printed 100 of those things because how do you sell out nationwide? But I saw the tops. They're actually reasonable. Oh, but I think I saw them on the Bafana Bafana website, not on the Lecoq website. A thousand bucks, right? No, 500 rand. You lie. I promise you. I was shocked. I literally checked this weekend. Are you sure you didn't see like a jersey, like a... Uh, cotton no, something. No, it's the normal Proteus jersey. Really? But obviously for Bafana Bafana, yeah, it's like 500. I sold for 1,000. I'm sure. Where? I don't know. I was online. It's quite amazing. That's why I get it. I was on the Bafana Bafana website, so I was surprised why it was so reasonable. Yeah, you work in these structures. Maybe there's a discount already included in the price. No. When you put your name into <laughs> the Safa website. I wish. <laughs> maybe Chloe, <laughs> maybe Caesar. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, but even still, though. sold out. The jersey sold out, so you can't get That's anywhere. That's good, though. I think they should play in whites again. I think it's clearly their lucky color. That's good. They should go with it again. Uh, predictions? Mm. Mm. I keep... Mm. Um, I think we need to mention the other semi-final. <laughs> so obviously it's Congo and um, Cote d'Ivoire. I think Cote d'Ivoire will get through. Oh. I just feel like nothing is stopping them now. Uh. I just... The fans, their momentum... Mm. It's not going to look pretty. They may go down. Mm. But what we know is these guys will keep going. So I think they get through just on sheer tenacity alone. Mm. Um, and then that final gets very interesting for whoever goes there because now you're playing the guys who have all the support and who are clearly playing to it. Mm. Um, so we're predicting that side first. I think, I think Cote d'Ivoire win. Mm-hmm. And I think like 2-1 again. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go, they will concede for sure. I think they will just... I, it could even be a 3-2 kind of game. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the story will continue for Congo. Mm-hmm. I mean for uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Semi-final one. Um, <laughs> that one I this see guy is now. busy. Whole paragraph there for the second semi-final. <laughs> okay, we heard you. Cote d'Ivoire through to the next round. How are you busy playing around with score lines here? Nigeria versus Bafana Bafana. That's a tough one, Diggs. Mm. That's a tough Save one. Say it with your chest. 
Um, okay. Bafana Bafana will win. Ah, uh, Tanaka. Just, just, just be honest. Just say what, say. say what you want to say. It's hard to say. It's one. <laughs> I'm really struggling to predict that game. Mm. Look, you've seen me walk around here with the Nigerian jersey. You've mm. seen me. It's not that they have my allegiance. Mm. I just like the jersey mm. and its design. Um, I, I think on rationally they should win the game, right? Mm. And I think they they should win the game irrespective of where it goes. Like even if it goes one twenty plus penalties. Obviously, this is barring a Ronan Williams masterclass again. I think it gets done in 90 this game. Mm. Mm. It's not going to be a big scoreline, mm-hmm. given how t- both these defences are. Mm. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, um, yeah, so South Africa. You sure? I'm not sure, no. Don't change now in the cameras. Are I'm not sure. I'm not, okay, look, You're not sure? To be, okay, to be honest, to be honest. It's just such a clutch time. Just just say it. I think Nigeria win the game. Nigeria versus Cote d'Ivoire, that's your final. I think Nigeria Cote d'Ivoire is the final. And then um, Bafana Bafana, there's also a third and fourth place. Or maybe we'll speak about that. Yeah, but it's inconsequential at that point. Oh, uh, but like it's a medal. Who cares about third It's a medal. Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, they've given themselves a massive chance to medal here, which is great. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I guess we'll talk about that if it happens. Yeah. But okay. I think Nigeria win the game in 90 minutes and I think the scoreline will be really low. I don't foresee what I foresee on the other side, which is complete chaos and carnage. So, yeah. Um, for me, what I'd like to see is obviously Congo breaking the hearts of Cote d'Ivoire at home. That'd be nice. But, um, yeah, Cote d'Ivoire in the final and um, Bafana Bafana in the final. And not because I'm just South African, mm. but because of how the storyline has played out for mm. this very African. I do feel like... Um, not to take away anything from Nigeria. I mean, yes, they, they're a very good team. Um, they will come at us very, very hard, but we might just get lucky. And I think luck is also on our side in so. this tournament. Yeah. Um, even when it's not a great day in the office, we are still able to, to kind of stand our ground and put up a fight. But um, I do think, yeah, you're right. It will be wrapped up in 90 minutes and it will be a 1-0 scoreline to SA. Yeah, okay. I guess we wait and see. Mm. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those. Honestly, I, I only say Nigeria because I also picked them initially. Mm. At the start, of the, I had no idea Bafan would be here. Uh, I thought for sure those boys would be home. I, I thought they would make it to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, Chloe yeah, said finals, so she, she, she's doing great. Um, I definitely knew that quarterfinals, semifinals, hmm, not complaining at Exceeded all. Exceeded expectations. Super impressed. Well, if, if it were to finish with a third place medal, would that be sufficient? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, Chloe's not here for this one, but I, I'd actually hope she would be because Lewis Hamilton, right? Yeah, that I think came we out need of to nowhere. wait for her. We need to wait for her. Okay, but let's just, we can just see how we feel. She'll yeah. come and explain it all and give us her thoughts. We don't know when she'll be here, so we can't skip it entirely. But Lewis Hamilton signs Ferrari contract for 2025. Mm. Uh, he will leave at the end of this season, mm. which... Which is crazy. Now, they will first... Oh, do you want to take that? No, no. You sure? No. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so rude. Um, there were first these reports that came out like early Thursday. And at that point, it was reported that he may do it. That's all the headlines I will see. <clears throat> then it got pretty much confirmed not too many hours after that. Um, he said, and I quote, I've had an amazing 11 years with this team and I'm so proud of what we have achieved together. Uh, Mercedes has been part of my life since I was 13 years old, a place where I've grown up. Maybe you should take that. 
No. Um, I am 100% committed to delivering the best performance. I'm skipping enough stuff. Delivering the best performance I can this season and making my last year with the Silver Arrows one to remember. Um, by the way, Lewis Hamilton has signed a two-year... Two <laughs> I'm trying to put it on silent. I don't know what's going on. Where's the silent part on this watch, man? <laughs> Maybe press that button. Oh yeah, press press this button. Hold on. Which one? Press this button on the side. Where? Sorry, giving each other tutorial. Have you guys seen the Apple Vision Pro? Tabo, do you have that? No, Oh, there. That one. Thanks. Yeah, uh, that promotion brought to you by iPhone. Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Apple Watch Gang. What up? Um, so. Yeah, Apple Vision Pro is brilliant, though. Yeah. Have you seen that thing? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk but about that yeah, in a bit. Anyway, so you will also earn, um, has signed a two-year deal worth um, 100 million. What? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me confirm. Uh, he signed that with Mercedes mm. last summer to stay with Mercedes through 25. Um, but he exercised uh, an out clause mm. after this for this season's end. Mm. Which And someone kind of posted the figures about how much you'll be making, but apparently it's the most money ever made by driving Formula One. I haven't seen the figures, but um, hopefully, I think once they confirm, then we'll yeah. be able to speak about them. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy. Um, I loved Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes, and obviously for the past two seasons, um, it really hasn't been that great. But I thought, you know, um, things would get better. And hopefully this season, because and that's what he said exactly, that uh, the focus mm. is not on 2025, but the focus is obviously on uh, just doing better this year. I really hope that he wins mm. um, the title with uh, Mercedes again this year. And Shaq's just mopped the floor with Ferrari. Is the... Is it? I'm wondering now. <clears throat> is this move? And Chloe would have to answer this, but I'm just going to put it out there. Is this move about winning the eighth, or is it just for him the opportunity to drive at a legendary a challenge. Um, team and yeah. also make a lot of money? It's a challenge. It really is a challenge. That's that's how I feel like. Because Ferrari, for all the that we've said about them, all the promise they've underdelivered in a major way. Yeah. There's a time when we thought for sure them mm. a season or two ago. When they had the best car and all that kind of jazz and it just looked well and then they came apart. So I'm, I'm really curious to see if the incentive is to win another one or it's just to, you know, be at this massive fraternity, mm. earn a lot of money and, and boom. But he did say that it's, it's, it's always been part of his dream. But I guess you, you can't believe all these statements, right? Yeah. Because they say what you want to hear. Yeah. But I feel like it's, it's, it's just a challenge for him. And especially because he's not getting any younger. He's probably thinking of retiring soon. And he wants to do that having tried something different towards the end of his career. But also making sure that he finishes off on a high. We wait and see. Um, I really, I, I've been trying to get hold of Chloe since the news. She's not taking my calls. <laughs> I think she knows deliberately what I'm trying to speak about. Mm. She was the first person to call me in a laugh when Jurgen Klopp announced. Mm. What a week it, it's been, right? Mm. Jurgen Klopp, mm. Chavi, if you care at all about what's happening in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And then that news about um, Lewis Hamilton. Insane. Even the Egypt coach has been sacked, I mean, Rui Vittoria. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's too late, though. It's getting wild. It really is too late. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to bring this one to your attention, Deeks, but it's not loading on my cell phone. Quena uh, Mapaga, who's been doing exceptionally well, 17 years old. By the way, he's the youngest player to have gotten a contract at the SA20 this year. Um, he's playing at the Under-19 World Cup. And there's a bit of history that he created. I think he became the first player 
to take five wickets back in back to in three. You didn't warn me about this topic. No, it's not a topic. I'm just I'm just <laughs> mentioning it. It's it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm, we're not going to go into it at all. But I think it's it's an incredible bit of history that he's created. He, we spoke to him once, which is why when I saw his name, I was like, oh, geez. So he was, as I said, youngest player to be drafted into the SA20. Mm. Myself and Cesar got to speak to him. All these cricket boys just really level-headed. I guess they go to these white private mm. schools and know how to speak and, mm. and conduct themselves. He doesn't look at all moved by anything. I'm assuming he's getting a couple. You remember, right, Kicks? I'm assuming he's getting a couple, maybe a young meter, right? Maybe less. But even if it's a couple hundred thousand. Still at 17 years old, mm. to be playing in South Africa's premier um, uh, T20 format is incredible. Probably and then to go to the World Cup. Well. Yeah. And then to go to the World Cup, which is happening concurrently. So actually, mm. we never asked him about the scheduling, but then this is weird. SA is actually doing well. I think yeah. they were in the semis. Yeah, they're playing Zim yeah. when he took his last five wicket hall. They play again um, on Friday mm. against Sri Lanka. But to, I actually should have asked, I didn't know the, the scheduling when we spoke to him. This World Cup and the SA20 concurrently, what's mm. up? But anyway, 17 years old, world's at his feet, and then he goes and takes five wickets in three games mm. back to back. He's next, right? Like, mm. these are I am him performances. Mm. Um, but really, really sober, chill dude, as most of them are, you know. Mm. Um, so I can't wait to see what happens next. But if you're interested in what's happening now, the 20s and the 19s, rather, at the World Cup, as I said, Sri Lanka this Friday and Potrestrum. So we wait and see. Maybe he goes four games mm. with five back to back, which would. Then he's gone. Then, yeah. Gone, gone, gone. So, and this is what we say about cricket in South Africa never short of talent. Yeah. Just heritage. Yeah. Heritage. And the platforms are there. To actually find this heritage, yeah, just dismal when it comes to heritage. Um, but I'll be watching Friday and I hope he does really well, right? Uh, that's it, mm -hmm. that's it. Uh, mm. that's all we got for the show. Thank you very much. Where are you going from here? Storage place. Oh, story of my life. Shh. Can I move in with you? Um, no, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Drive me sure. to work. Maybe. Then maybe. <laughs> What's your cooking? Where would you put yourself by the by oh, the pot? Very good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. We can talk about this over there. Okay, cool. Um all right, so me and DK will see you for the next we edition Audi. of the DK and, yeah. and Tan show. So stay tuned for all of that. We'll do it again. Television meets radio. Radio. The Vision View Sports Show. Sports show. Subscribe on Vision View TV to watch the Vision View Sports Show. Subscribe.